listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's OBHAVE with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. He's back. Returning to our show to talk about how life going to the dogs just keeps on getting better is the one and only dog whisperer, Caesar Milan. Hey, welcome back to the show, Caesar. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me again. All right. Now, I know you're unleashing a new season, 10 amazing episodes of your Emmy winning show. Dog Whisperer with Caesar Milan on the Nat Geo Wild Channel. Now, I'm giving you a big pause up. I'm calling you from Oceanside. You're freezing your uh, tail, I guess, in New York right now? (laughs) Yes, I'm in New York. Yes. (laughs) And Junior is here with me, so I'm coming out with different ways to help him pee. Oh, good, good, good. Oh, my gosh. I took uh, my dog, a big dog, Chipper, once to New York, and she is a golden retriever husky who just loved to pee on that stuff right above the subway trains, she was peeing on the grates before we got to Central Park. So don't tell Junior that, okay? I won't. I won't. Okay. <laughs> hey, everybody. I want you to jot this down. Caesar's show airs every Saturday night. That's 8 p.m. Eastern and Pacific time. It's called The Dog Whisperer with Caesar Milan. And you've become quite a pop culture phenom lately. I mean, last time you were here, I did some nosing around and found out you had the exact same day and birth year as Scooby-Doo. Yes, I do. We actually celebrate another thing together. You know, we did our first national pug walk together. So a thousand people came to yep. join us and we're trying to do a million paw march in Washington, D.C. And it's uh, to make sure they are, our politicians understand why spay neuter campaigns are so important for America. You How know, do we learn more about year. this? That's a great idea. Well, yeah, you know, it's understanding from a financial point of view, as four or five million dogs are put down every year. And so that costs you know, money, and we estimated it cost $500 million just to put them wow. down. So that, you know, from a financial point of view, you know, we can benefit from understanding the pain campaign and the obvious population, you know, which that's what a lot of people don't agree with, including myself, and so it's a way to understand it. And some people should be able to breed, but they have to have great ethics, and it's yes. not a lot of them. So we can actually control, you know, in Germany, it's mandatory to spay and neuter your dog, and only people with great ethics can breed dogs. Right, and so it, this is controlled by the government or controlled by you know private sector, whatever America would agree with. The point is that we can actually prevent this overpopulation, and that's the whole point of us marching together, as we do it myself again. You know, to you know create a, a pack and, and a great direction. Well, this is the kind of uh, partisan, not partisan politics that I can get behind. I think you're doing a great job on that, Caesar. Thank you. All right, so let's talk about this season. I mean, my gosh, you're reaching a milestone. Your 150th episode. You know, in dog years, that's a long time, isn't it? (laughs) In anybody's years, especially in TV. (laughs) You know, if you're blessed enough to stay in TV for a while, it will be three, four years. And we are in season eight, and, you know, uh, and uh, we're shooting season nine right now. And we're going to celebrate our 150th episode. And and so we have all the things working, you know, that we want to 
bring to the attention of not just America, but the rest of the world, that we're going to make a difference as human beings and treat our dogs much better. So there's a blessing, you know, to stay alive on TV for a long time and, you know, keep people entertaining and educating. And, you know, as a family show, so I, I love when the kids, you know, come to me and say, I love the show. I love the dogs. I want to have a dog. And now I understand that I have responsibilities to do. There you go. So now, now we have in our society that is going to be able to prevent anxiety, aggression and all of that because they know that it's not the dog. It's the human behind the dog. Yeah, I was going to tell you, it seems like sometimes the two-legger's bark is much worse than the dog's bite, don't you think? Well, our lack of knowledge is what develops the instability in our dogs, right? Mm-hmm. So why dogs in third world country don't have psychological problems? They're skinny, but they don't have psychological problems. And dogs in America are nice and chunky, and they have psychological problems, right? They have three beds. <laughs> it sounds like some have, of the guys you know, I've dated. I don't know. It sounds like some <laughs> <laughs> well, that's another story. But, okay. you know, that it reflects, you know, our knowledge and how we truly treat our dogs. You know, are we fulfilling the needs of our dogs on a daily basis? And so that's what the show is all about, just to show, you know, okay, this dog has developed psychological problems, but if the human changes his perspective of life and he really shows the dog, you know, true love, the way a dog would like to be loved, which is exercise, discipline, affection, body, mind, heart, and then look the transformation, look what a dog can teach us, you know, to live in the now, you know, to embrace, you know, this new way of being. And, and really what the dog wants in life is just to live a balanced, harmonious life. He can care less about money, fame, or you know, degrees. I mean, one mm-hmm. of the episodes that we're shooting right now is about this lady who is homeless, right? And for many, many, many times, this girl has been approached by institutions to tell her, look, you can come and live here or churches that you can come and live here. But none of them accept dogs. So the only thing they ask her is just not to bring the dog with her. And what she say, look, I'm homeless, not heartless. And so she, she'd rather live in the street than give the relationship away, which is something very beautiful to learn, you know, because a lot of times in economical crisis, people, the first thing they get rid of is a dog. Here's a homeless person, they'd rather not get rid of the dog and maintain the relationship. So it's a lot, a lot of great things to learn. And so what I'm teaching her is how to bring a dog back into a house and a dog can actually interact and mingle, you know, with, uh, with other ladies in her same situation. So this is the first place in America that actually allows women who are pregnant or who have children and also bring their dogs and who are homeless as well. Well, hopefully this will be a trend that's starting. I mean, this economy really is not very great. And the one thing you don't want to give up is, as you said, you can be homeless but not heartless. I don't think I could ever live without Chipper and Cleo. And I'm sure you, you know, it's Junior, a, it's a and Jane. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, no, no. Absolutely. I mean, I'm from Mexico, so we understand what it is not to live with money. You know, uh-huh. we have financial crisis from the moment we were born. So we actually learned to live without money. You know, I came to America with no money. So you don't need money to make money. What you need is to believe. And, and in this case, to believe in a relationship. And, you know, and I'm very spiritual about, you know, my relationship with God. So I believe in God and I believe in myself. And that's pretty much what it created, what people see as a dog whisperer, as a guy who came to this country, who believed in himself and believed in God. So that well, combination that, yeah. is to me what have allowed me to be what I am. You know, and of course, you know, having the company of a dog, it doesn't get no better than that. Look what you've done from, you know, the season eight years. I mean, I met you a couple of years ago. I mean, you just keep growing. And the one thing I find sort of amusing is you've got a lot of nicknames. You're in the pop culture. You know, you're in the Jeopardy questions and all that. But you've been called the Dr. Phil for dogs. I don't know. That's nice. But with everything you do, the TV show, the magazine, the foundation and all, why isn't he called the Caesar for people? <laughs> I don't think he does the. Ch- 
Can you say yeah, he, like, he, he you likes to do. I tell you what. That's what okay. he likes to say. I tell you what. You know? Yeah. You know, we both work with people. You know, it's mm-hmm. just I think I have the upper hand because a dog tells you the reality and a human tells you the story. So it takes a little longer for a psychologist to get the reality of a human because a human doesn't really like to get in touch with the truth. And a dog, the beauty of a dog is he tells you the truth from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So it's like right away I can smell, you know, if a person is lying or not. That's very good. Now, talking about the season that you've got for the Dog Whisperer, Caesar Milan, and the Nat Geo Wild Station, Saturdays, everybody, 8 o'clock Eastern and Pacific. I'm looking at this lineup of the episodes, and I'm an ex-sports writer, so I'm into statistics. It says here, according to your folks, you have gone now to 211 cities, four countries, and you have rehabilitated more than 450 dogs that could be sometimes testy, challenging, neurotic zany i mean that's quite a stat yeah especially in the show you know when you are shooting television and you know time is is you have to be very precise and so we have to be you know uh, really good at it we have to also got have a great team of people i'm bringing more and more people that you know once i do a, a session with the person and their dogs i make sure i leave them with somebody that can maintain you know the new understanding you know oh, so good. to me it takes a village to raise a child you know i i know that people trust me but I know for a fact that I'm not going to be there, you know, the rest of their growth or the rest of the transformation. But one way I can do it is by bringing other professionals to join in in the transformation. So I like the pack concept, you know. I like to bring other people and get involved. I think it takes all of us to transform the world. And so, you know, I don't want to do this transformation by myself. So I'm, it's more and more people joining in and, and being part of the pack. That's good. I'm glad to hear that because you can't be everywhere. But it's nice to know you're putting in something in place, a structure in place to be able to have people to go to when they need answers, right? Absolutely. You know, everywhere I go in the, in the world, and it's a beauty not to say everywhere I go in the, in the world because it shows in 120 countries. And so every country that has psychological problems with their dogs already invite us. And we're going little by little, but we're going. And okay. every part of the world, there is a person that has common sense, you know. And, and so those are the guys and the girls that I meet. And regardless what kind of training technique that I enjoy, I focus on people who can walk a pack of dogs because it's really not about technique when you walk in a pack of dogs. You see, it's, it's your attitude, it's about, right? It's about a common sense. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and those are the people that I bring in. And some of them are lawyers. Some of them are doctors. <laughs> some of them are psychologists. It's, you know what? I love this profession. If I can do this 24-7, I would. And I said, well, welcome to the pack. You know, you this is your homework and, and we'll see you in a year. And many of them have definitely changed their professions. Well, I saw Andre and Calvin at a couple of events in L.A. with you. How are they doing? What's up with them now? Andre's doing good. He lives with his mom. Calvin is, mm-hmm. lives with me. Calvin gets to experience more of my world, you know, because mm-hmm. he goes everywhere with me around the world. And, and he wants to be the puppy whisperer. So that's his new <laughs> okay. show. Okay. Good <laughs> to know. How old is he now? He's with a gold already. He's 13. Oh, my gosh. Okay. He's 13, under 17. He loves soccer, so that's where his profession, he wants to achieve that, mm-hmm. you know, to become a professional soccer player. So and that's what we're focusing on, you know, to make sure they achieve their goals. And Calvin already gave his first speaking engagement. Where was this? He talked about transformation and adaptation, and he, he did a great job. He used a chameleon for that example. And oh. he loves ninjas, so he talked about ninjas, and, you know, one of the biggest weapons for a ninja was to transform, to use, to, to blend. So that was really good. And he uses his personal life also to touch people's heart. So I'm very proud. I mean, uh, he travels with me, and he goes on stage with me when I'm giving a seminar. We were in Australia together, and he comes and, and helped me with seven, 8,000 people. Now, he's not old enough yet to have that well-manicured goatee like you, right? 
He wants one. <laughs> and he wants a gray hair. He said, I want my kid oh. to get gray. It's fun when your kids want to be like you a little bit, you know? Yes. And so that's, I feel some kind of pride in it. You know, obviously, you want their identity, but it's like, okay, so I'm a good dad. Well, I think that's great. And now back to the show because I want people to tune in and all. The yeah. new twist that you had is that one of the episodes is with xenophobics. You got to explain that because that's a new thing. I've never seen anybody in the dog behavior training have an episode devoted to this type of people. You know, we did a little one, so but this time we focused. It became the whole entire episode, and okay. there's a lot of people out there who are petrified of dogs, and they are in a position where they have to work around dogs, like a pool guy who is petrified of a dog. You know, a pool guy he's going to go into a backyard where there's a dog in it, and yep. so if the dog is there, he's not going to clean the pool, so he's going to lose the money. You know, so that's one, and that was a big revelation. This guy was like 55 years old, and his whole entire life. He was afraid of dogs, and his kids wanted a dog. He could never allow the kid to have a dog because he was petrified. So, you know, we, it's good to see a grown man, you know, to really surrender to the idea that he can do it and he can let go of the past, you know, more, more important than anything. So we've dedicated that to all people. So I don't just rehabilitate dogs now. Okay. Move over, Dr. <laughs> Phil. I'm sorry. Move over, Dr. Phil. You're, you're doing it with the two, three, and four-leggers out there, aren't you? <laughs> now, you're also, you still have your uh, psychology center in the Santa Clarita Valley yes. in California. That's quite a nice place. But I'm very impressed with what's happening with your foundation, too. That's really taken off. And it's fantastic. You know, to me, it's all about prevention. And, mm-hmm. you know, the foundation has allowed me to create a curriculum with Yale University. And so this curriculum is something that we did together in the foundation, pretty much, you know, uh, sponsored monetarily-wise, a million dollars. And what we did is that we created this curriculum that is given it already to 1,200 schools in America for wow. free, you know, obviously, preschools and kindergartens. Because at this age, kids don't understand what Rottweiler is, what Pitbull is, you know, anything mm-hmm. like that. They just understand that all dogs, right? So they don't have a label into it. Okay. But they learn how to be with Mother Nature. They learn how to have empathy and compassion. What that allows in our next society is to prevent unwanted behaviors because they will know that a dog needs exercise. They will know that a dog needs discipline and what the meaning of discipline is. And they will know when to give affection. So it's a winning formula. And kids really enjoy to take the class of Marigris. It's the Marigris class. They take it twice a week. And a lot of kids are excelling, you know. And if they were doing better math, they bring a little bit of the Marigris and they say, okay, I'm going to do math because the dog is going to be in the classroom. And so it creates a consummate state. You know, they're understanding the meaning of a common assertive energy, common submissive state, you know, open-minded, uh, fulfilling needs. You know, they're hearing these words that most of my clients hear when they're 40, 50. And kids are hearing these words and they're understanding the meaning, you know, why it's important to be calm around animals. Why a well, dog speak, knows you know, it's very important to get connected with, you know. Right. Now, what about cats? Anything, any, uh, any magic with cats? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, cats you do, are not pack-oriented. Cats are not pack-oriented. They just tell you what they want and, you know. They're <laughs> and, very and, candid, don't you think? They're very candid. Yeah, I mean, a dog follows you everywhere. A cat follows you whenever he's hungry or whenever he wants to be, <laughs> you know, pet and stuff. You know? All but right, a dog, well, you can be in the bathroom and a dog is right, is right there. I know, I have to keep the door shut. Chipper really has good use of her paws, though, so I'll forget that. No. I can't believe we're talking bathroom humor on the air. But we <laughs> well, we're are. talking about dogs. Yeah. They can care less. Yeah? Yeah. That's right. They're right. They don't have little cameras. You know, they're not yeah, they just, on YouTube yeah. yet, fortunately, right? 
So yeah. I just wanted to give a shout out to you. You have the season coming up. It's starting in a couple of days. I want everybody to tune in to the Nat Geo Wild to see Dog Whisper with Caesar Milan. You always look so powerful when they have that big intro, do 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 do, you know, and you have that camera up pose. Do you ever get to go anywhere without being recognized? Are you in you know, Dog you, sometimes? I'm or so, I mean, I'm, I'm amazed how people recognize. I mean, I'm bundled up with this big jacket that I have here, you know, just to survive here in New York. And the guy's staff is, Caesar! <laughs> like, hey, you know it's me! I don't even recognize myself with this big jacket, you know? Oh my gosh. And I'm, I have a hat on me and everything. It's like, I'm freezing. It must but be your walk. It must be your attitude. Car- Maybe yeah. it's, it's something. Your Feel. jacket doesn't say Caesar Milan on the back of it. No, it says no face. <laughs> it's no face with a red cross, you know, like I'm a search and rescue guy or something. Oh, you know, my gosh. It's, it's funny. Well, what, it's what funny. do you do for fun when you're not working and doing things? What's something you and Calvin really love to do? I mean, are you good on playing board games? or I mean, what is something that people wouldn't know that you really like to do? You, know what, we well, you know what we enjoy? You know, what? like we were in Cancun for Christmas, you know, because I, I get to see my family. And, you know, not everybody has a passport in my family, so I got to meet them over there. Okay. And so one thing that we enjoy is to go and look for crabs and, oh. and, and shells and, you know, and, and things like that we don't have available all the time. When we were in, in Costa Rica, we went and looked for lizards and things like that. It's like he, we can relate very well because we will entertain ourselves with simple things like shells and, you know, crabs and finding where the animals live and we have so much in common, so we can entertain ourselves just being outside in the backyard, digging holes and things. And <laughs> Very yeah, and simple. How, you know, that's kind of nice. You've got to get grounded, don't you think? Because you're pretty much on 24-7. Uh, yeah, I mean, I have to be on because, you know, that's what I, I'm the pack leader, so I have to, mm-hmm. I have to be on. Right. But when I go, you know, with Calvin or when I'm with the dogs, we have two chameleons, we have two turtles, we have three birds that people have given us over the years. And uh, we cleaned them up, and we you know we we took the chameleons to Big Bear, so they came, <laughs> they came into snow. They're not part of that environment, but you know, they uh-huh. we felt that enjoy our company in Big Bear, and we take good care of them. We buy some crickets over there. There's people over there that sell crickets, so it was good. You know, simple things. You know, it's like he loves fishing, but he doesn't like to use the regular you know fishing pole. So we create our own fishing things. I told you know how I used to fish in Mexico, and a can, and we. We just put the little nylon thing and we throw it and that was it. And so he likes things that I used to do when I was little. Well, before we go, what's the biggest challenge or biggest goal you have within the next five years? What another mountain do you want to move? Well, the dog psychology centers around the world. You know, mm-hmm. that's something that is very important. It's something that uh, people, I just want people to be able to have a place where they can come and, and understand the psychology of dogs and the different methods of dog training. So mm-hmm. they understand which method works for them. But I, I think a place where human can become educated, you know, about relationship with dogs is really important because, you know, more and more people are becoming more and more afraid, especially with the pit bulls. And mm-hmm. they're banning pit bulls, you know, from all over the place. And so that, that what this says to me is that the world is becoming more and more ignorant and more and more afraid. So the way we can fight ignorance and fear is with education. So, you know, dog psychology centers for free, you know, they don't, you don't have to pay. The government should be right. part of it or, or institutions should be part of it. You know, something that the human has access to it, to education. Education should not always have to be purchased or charged, you know. I, it's something that uh, we have to do collectively as a human beings and just feed that information. So that's my goal. Well, that's you know, a that's good a goal. goal. that I want to leave. Yeah, uh, you know, at least we shouldn't have instability with our dogs. 
mm-hmm. know, and then eventually we can move to finding harmony between human to human. But I know that we can achieve 100% harmony with dogs because they're ready. The thing is we're not ready because we don't have the knowledge. You know, I know you've, you, there's people that are on both sides of the fence with you, but it seems like through the years you've really evolved. Are you getting less of the um, having to deal with the other aspect of some people that may not understand your message? No, I think that's always going to exist. What they're missing is that I'm focused on fundamentals and they think that I'm focused on technique. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to teach people technique. I'm trying to, to teach people that you have to be calm and you have to feel confidence because animals don't follow instability, right? So right. It, even if you think any technique, you know, like positive reinforcement, well, if you're nervous, if you're tense, even if you have food, would not benefit the outcome, that right? So because your timing is going to be off. You know, if you're frustrated, if you have food, you can't call that positive reinforcement. So it's the fundamentals that are more important than technique, and that's the part they're missing. You know, I think the human has to be trained before he tries to train a dog. I think that's a good point. And I just so much love Daddy. I know you have Junior in the gang, mm-hmm. but you ever miss Daddy? Every single day. Yeah. Every single day. He's a special guy, you know, 16 years of knowledge of wisdom and love and and he's a great teacher, you know. It's, uh, I will never replace any of the dogs I have, and they will be. I, I'm just telling Junior every single day, you know, you, you just got to be just like Daddy or better. <laughs> All <laughs> it's right. Be hard. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing is on your show that's up. The one thing I thought was pretty interesting is everybody, the show airs on Nat Geo Wild. It's on Saturdays at 8 p.m. Eastern and Pacific. You have some military dogs that aren't earning their stripes. Now, that's kind of a twist. You'd think that all these military dogs would just do everything the right way. So you had a special challenge at Fort Hood, right? That's correct. And you said it right. You know, you live in an Army base. It's all about exercise and discipline, first Mm -hmm. and foremost, right? Right. But it's funny because these dogs that I work with, one of them did not like people in uniforms. Oh, no way. Even Army base, that's going to be hard. You Mm -hmm. can't avoid this, you know. So, yeah. so obviously I got to help him. I got to wear you know, a uniform. You know, the dog came and lived with me. And so a person with a uniform was feeding him, was walking him. So, you know, positive reinforcement. This is a guy that you can trust, you know. And yeah. so because the uh, soldier, the male soldier was in Afghanistan. And okay. so the wife was at home with the kid. So she doesn't wear a uniform. So she couldn't provide that experience for the dog. And there's another dog that was afraid, not afraid, but aggressive towards helicopters. And every time a helicopter passed by, he would just charge the helicopter. But guess what? Every 10 minutes, a helicopter passing by your house. Yeah, I'm just so. thinking, uh, let's see, helicopter one. Ozzy the Shetland Shepherd, zero. Yeah. <laughs> it only takes one time you reach the helicopter. Yikes. That's a, what, I know. That was you a know, But challenge. the same philosophy they practiced with each other, they were not practicing with the dogs. So, okay. you know, every time you can help somebody who's already in service, you know, like a military family, is a blessing for me. It's a great way to, to pay it forward. They were very grateful. And I was very grateful to be there. They, you know, they, everybody invited me to their homes, and they gave me one of those patches. Everybody wanted me to wear their patches, which is as an honor, you know, as, as an yes. honor. And they were everybody was very happy for me to be there. And so I, I was treated like a one of their pack. Well, I've been delighted to have you on the show. I want everybody to tune into the show now for the ninth season that you're filming now. Or how does somebody even get a chance to be uh, episode on your show, The Dog Whisperer with Caesar Milan? 
But what people do is they send their video. And believe it or not, we can do thousands of dogs, but it's going to be different aspect of aggression, this different aspect of anxiety. The side effects are going to be the same, you know. And the dog can, is going to be aggressive, it's going to be fearful, it's going to be anxious. Those are the side effects. We're going to hyper run away from the person. But it's certain things that we, we have never seen before, and that's what really makes it in the show. Okay, you know, okay. Things that you, the viewer, are going to be interested. I've never seen that. Yes, aggression, but it's unusual. You know, like, for example, this show that I just, I just shot, I was bitten by a Labrador. But the way that this Labrador was fed before, they will come and they throw the food. But this dog oh. has been exhibiting aggression since it was two months old. Two right? months old? So two months old, yes. And so they didn't, they were not able to do anything. They did hire, you know, different trainers. And one of them, what they say is just throw the food, like, you know, the way you throw food to birds, you know, just spread it in the floor and run. <laughs> so that's what he did. So exactly like what he did for many, many years. So he, he grabbed the kibbles and threw them in the ground and run away. And so this dog wanted to hurt the owner so bad. And so before the dog yes. hurt the owner, I put my hand in it so I can block him and grab him and grab me and, you know, sent me to the hospital. How many times have you been That's the only dog that has bitten me completely in the show, like, that I need stitches. That was a Labrador. A loving Labrador. I mean, did you have to get stitches? (laughs) Yes, four stitches. Yeah. Oh, my God. I I have to stop filming because I was bleeding so bad. I know you've been kind of nipped and all that, but that's the worst bite, you say? You've got That's the worst bite. Yeah, that's the worst bite in my whole entire life. I've never had stitches. And it wasn't a pit bull, folks. It was a lab. (laughs) I know. I know. You know, but I'm not going to do what everybody does. You know, I'm going to take them to the news. Oh, my God, Jesus, Milan was bitten yeah. by a Labrador. You know, I'm not going to do I'm just, you know, it's, we need to work. We, I haven't finished with him, but uh, I love those challenges. Those are the ones that make me grow and help me stay more calm and confident. So, yeah, it's my new teacher is a Labrador. <laughs> you know what? That's right. And I'm looking forward to this palm arch you're going to do to help educate the politicians to get some good laws out there so that dogs aren't needlessly euthanized. And it sounds like you're also hitting the uh, youngsters with your foundation and your curriculum with Yale and with these dog groups. So you're hitting all ages, all groups of two-leggers that we all, I guess, need a little guidance. That's right. It takes a village to raise a child. It takes all of us to pay back to a dog, what he has done for us. Anything else you want to say before we say goodbye? You've been a great guest. I really enjoyed you coming back. We'll have you back on as more things develop, but it's always been fun chatting with you, Caesar. Well, one thing that I always like to say is don't blame the breed, don't blame the dog. It's the human behind who needs to take responsibility. And, you know, it's, we can create transformation as long as we're willing to see what we're doing wrong personally. World transformation begins with self-transformation. So that's where transformation exists, when we see our weaknesses and our strengths and, and our difficulties. And there's help up there. You know, there's a lot of help. So we just have to be open. That's very well put, Caesar. Again, we've had Caesar Merlan on our show. He's got the new season of The Dog Whisperer with Caesar Merlan. It's on the Nat Geo Wild channel, Saturdays, 8 o'clock, Eastern and Pacific. And I also want to thank my cool producer, Mark Winter. He makes this show happen each and every week. So until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave. I'll behave, too. Coast to coast and around the world, it's Oh, Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. 
every week on demand. This is the place for a special paparazzi treat, only on PetLifeRadio.com.